1: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SV Nations, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. Jeremy Brenner has tonight off. We are here to talk all things Houston Rockets basketball, as we do after every single Houston Rockets game. It's great to be back with you guys after our brief. Uh, hiatus from the show, I would say, from our from the last Houston Rockets game after the tragedy on Monday Night Football, we did not feel like it was appropriate to host a show. Um, but we are back tonight, and we'll be back with you unless some unforeseen circumstances pop up from every game here on out for the rest of the season. With that being said, Rockets lose tonight. 119 to 108 to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Some would say this is a tale of two different games. Um, Some would say that this was the first half where the Rockets got destroyed by the New Orleans Pelicans. Rockets were down 45 to 22 after the first quarter. Uh, Steven Silas, head coach Steven Silas, was ejected for the second time. As a Houston Rocket head coach, Uh, Rockets down 23 at half, down 25 after three. Outscored the Pelicans by 14 in the fourth. Get to the box score tonight. Jabari Smith, 14 points. Alperen Cengun, 13 points in 22 minutes. Eric Gordon, 13 points in 29 minutes. KPJ, 11 points in 31 minutes. Jalen Green, 16 points in 32 minutes. The bench, which performed, I would say, at a pretty high level tonight. Um, Across the board, Bruno Fernando only scored four points in eight minutes, but he played really solid defense against Jonas Valanciunas. There's a shock Alperen Sengun got worked by the other team's big man on the defensive end. Color me shocked on that one. Didn't see that one coming. From six and a half miles away, uh, Usman Garuba, ten minutes, two points. KJ Martin, Rockets' best player tonight, twenty-five minutes. He was a perfect. He was a perfect seven of seven from the field. He had two rebounds, two steals, sixteen points. Tari Eason, four points. Boban Marjanovic in four minutes was a staggering plus four with five points. Good for him. Uh, Garrison Matthews, I thought, gave some decent minutes. He played 10 minutes tonight. He had six points. Uh, Josh Christopher, oh, my God. I I forgot what he looked like, to be honest with you. I I haven't seen him on the floor in what feels like three and a half months. Uh, You know what? It's shocking. He played five minutes. Uh, The Rockets outscored the Pelicans by nine points in those five minutes. He had four points. He had a rebound you know, wow, it's almost like good things happen when you play Josh Christopher. Again, I, I have no idea where that one came from. Uh, but a couple things. Uh, Sean says the road goes on forever and the losing never ends. If you guys want to join the show tonight, all listeners are welcome to come up on stage. We're the most interactive podcast in the game. If you want to talk Rockets basketball, we'll bring you up. We can talk Rockets basketball because tonight we saw some things. Number one, the biggest thing is the Houston Rockets organization needs to fire Steven Silas. And it's not a joke anymore. Like, the, I'm not joking. I'm not coming up here and just talking for the sake of talking and saying things for the sake of saying things. Like, watch the game tonight. The Rockets quit on Steven Silas. The Rockets have quit on Steven Silas. They came out. Craig Ackerman said it himself. And you're not going to find a much bigger fan of Craig Ackerman than me. I love Craig Ackerman. Craig Ackerman has spent his entire professional career with the Houston Rockets. He's a Rockets fan. But he calls it like he sees it. He got on the post-game show, and I was listening to a few minutes, him doing uh, a quick interview spot with Ryan Hollins, and he said the Rockets came out. They were not ready to play this game. They got outworked. They got outcoached. What are we doing here, Rockets? Rockets organization? Raphael Stone? And I've said this again, or I've said it before, I'll say it again. Most of the tweets that come out at the Dream Take are me. Jeremy and I do this show together, a vast majority, I would say 99.999% of the tweets that come out from the Dream Take are me. My personal opinions about the Houston Rockets, game in and game out. And I tweeted it tonight, and I'll say it again. The the build Raphael Stone a statue fanboys and girls on Twitter are pretty quiet right now. Because this isn't... Fun. We're not having fun for the most part. Now, I will say this: I'm not going to be Debbie Downer, Mr. Negative. You know, about tonight, there were some positives. The Rockets played their tail off in the fourth quarter. They outscored the Pelicans by 14 points. Now, to be fair, to that conversation, to be fair, to that statement, I should say, the, Rock- the Pelicans played without Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson tonight. I mean, good God, who knows what happens if those two guys play tonight? Got a good friend of the show, Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you,
3: dude? I've had like the worst day of my life. So, <laughs> right now,
2: well, well, hopefully it gets better. But what do you have for the show tonight? Sir? Oh,
3: um. Oh well, dude. Um, that was a cool round in the fourth, but it's it's just uh, it's. It's not if you, that has to be for the whole game, dude. You can't be having that in one quarter against a, a team that's missing their stars, even, oh, dude. I didn't, I didn't get rid of my, my league pass yet, but I'm getting closer and closer to doing, to doing so, dude.
2: Well, I mean, I wouldn't blame you, you know. And there, the, the guy that really pisses me off losing to tonight is Jose Alvarez. Like Jose Alvarado is fine. But like losing to him is not acceptable to me. It just he it just isn't. And I get it, he's a nat, right? But teams that have some mad to them, and hopefully people out there know what I mean by when I say a team has mad, I'd put that guy in the fourth row. I give that guy one good shot to the chops, not not in a malicious way, not not in a in a in a in a a bad way, but guys who clown you like that, and it's seen. Fans can see it. I can see it watching the game. His facial expressions. I would have put him in the fifth row.
3: So a couple things that I wanted to ask you. Big, big thing, dude. What are your thoughts on what Eric Gordon said the other day about this team not having any improvements?
2: I think he's right. I said it on whatever show I did last week, or whichever show I did last week, they're all running together at this point. He's not wrong. There is no improvement. can't watch Jalen Green and tell me he's getting better. You can't sit here and tell me that KPJ is <laughs> getting better.
3: When we were down by 20, and I was like, I do know, he was still in the game. Dude, he looks gassed. He, this, he looks checked out, dude. No, uh, Eric, Eric Gordon.
2: Gordon. Oh, I mean, Eric Gordon's over this team. And to be fair, and to be fair to Eric Gordon, this t- this organization has done such a disservice to him. And, and Jeremy talks about, you know, how the Rockets have uh, – done right by the players that they've moved and moved them to preferable destinations. And he's totally right. But the Rockets have done a disservice to Aaron Gordon. And quite honestly, Ryan, they've done a disservice to themselves by holding on. To him. And he's, and he's right. Lance Zerline and John right. on ESPN 97.5 here in Houston. Well, they touched on this earlier this week. I think it was yesterday or Monday that on their show, they talked about this. Like they've quoted their internal sources. You guys can go check the tape. Uh, I believe it was Monday when they said that, you know, there the, are internal discussions, the Rockets are not happy with what's going on right now. Well, that's fine. It's all well and fine, but they haven't done jack squat about it. Like, what have you done, Rockets-wise, what have you done outside of drafting that has made your team better in the last two years? That's a, that's a serious question, Ryan. Give me an example outside of the draft. In the last, I won't even say two years, between the start of last season and now, outside of drafting guys that you already have those draft picks for, what have the Rockets done to improve their organization? Anywhere. Give me any example.
3: What have they done? Um... That's that's a hard question because I don't have a good answer for you, dude. I don't. You
2: haven't you haven't changed. Now you can argue that they changed their coaching staff, their assistant coaching staff, but that does that doesn't do anything for me. They brought the guy up from the Vipers. Okay, well the Rockets are ten and twenty eight. They kept uh, what's his name? They kept John Lucas. So I, but he was already on the staff last year. You haven't changed your head coach. You did nothing in free agency. In for this year, I, don't,
3: I, don't, I, didn't see, I didn't see Will Weaver being a big problem, but they got rid of Will Weaver too. So But
2: the Will Weaver, who was Jay Sean, Jay Sean Tate's coach, who was over in Australia, and I think he was with Ohio State at some point. I mean, right. the situation with him was he wasn't necessarily a part of the solution, so he's a part of the problem. There's the door. So you didn't change your head coach, you haven't traded Eric Gordon. You traded Christian Wood, but what did you add to the roster? And I'm, I would right. never say this out loud, but I'm going to say this because I have this thought today when I'm watching the game. And I love the Rockets. I'm not one of these people that gets paid all this money to come up here and act like I'm a Rockets fan. No. To be very open and honest with everybody, Jeremy and I get very little money. We get a penny a download for every download that we get. I'll be very honest and open and transparent with you guys. We don't make a ton of money by doing this show after every single Rockets game. I am a fan through and through. But I swear to God, Ryan, I had a thought today that I hope the Rockets get the third pick in next year's draft. I had that thought. God. I would love for the Rockets to learn their lesson by getting the third pick in this upcoming draft. I really would.
3: Third yep. overall. Miss team. out on
2: Scoot Henderson and Victor Wendman. I really, I, part of me genuinely hopes they do. They do. I do. Because it would be a, such a lesson that
3: this sucks. This sucks. This isn't so hard. be so um. now that Devin Booker's out for a month with Phoenix, I think Eric Gordon would be a good spot in Phoenix, dude. we get, And I think what we could get from Phoenix is people were saying that we could get a, maybe a first-round pick, and then would you take Cam Johnson from the Suns?
2: I'd absolutely take Cam Johnson. Are you kidding? They're not giving up Cam Johnson. Why would they give up Cam Johnson?
3: Yeah, well, he's hurt right now, so... Um. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, what, Cam Johnson's having a... Cam yeah, Johnson's averaging 13 points, what, three rebounds? He's a good player for them. He's a good 3-and-D guy. They're not going to move on.
3: What about, what about Landry Schammett? I, mean, I would take Landry Schammett.
2: I mean, Schammett's a nice player. He's averaging nine points a game. Um, to be honest with you, from what I saw tonight, I'd rather give the minutes to Josh Christopher than Schammett. Why not? You have Josh Christopher. He's right here. That's, true. That's true, yeah. You know, play him. But – I want to make sure I clarify what I said before. Obviously, I hope they get the number one pick. But, you know, Sean says would devastate all the Rockets tanking fanboys. Like, insert name, insert name, insert name. You know, again, out of respect, Sean, I, I see you in the chat. And I agree with you on those names in the chat. That's why, I don't, that's why I, I'm not a fan of inviting other people. Like other rockets podcasters, if you will, on our show, It's just not. Man, I have a very different mindset. I just do, man, because this this isn't fun. like anybody who's having so fun do, overall watching this team. You're out of your mind. So with the with
3: with with, with us being in the new year, uh,
2: hashtag New Year New Me,
3: <laughs> right? So.
2: What, but say me what? Uh,
3: what would be? What, what? What do you think the Rockets need to do? Since we now that we're in the new year, what, what's your resolution for the for the Rockets the rest of the season, rest of this year? I guess. Oh, that's a good question.
2: Um LBSC on the speaker request. I'll get to you in a, in a couple minutes. Um, two right off of the bat, fire Silas and Trey Gordon. Um, <laughs> I think mean, those would be two. Yeah. Number three, uh, Tillman for to sell the team. Would be my New Year's resolution. Other team. Um, he sucks. He's a horrible owner. He's a terrible owner. Um, that's why. Part of me. That's the reason why I don't go to games because I'd get thrown out. I, I'd bring a sign that would say "Sell the team, Tillman." I'd buy. I'd buy. <laughs> I would sit in the upper deck. I'd span out across three sections, and I would pay people on the front row to help me hang the banner that says "Sell the team for Tita or Tillman, comma please." So I might need five banners to do that. Um, but realistically, trade make a trade for a viable, plane out piece, I guess. You know, a guy, I'm not saying go get this guy, but, you know.
3: Dude, that guy was Donovan Mitchell.
2: I mean, not even Donovan Mitchell, right? Look at, uh, okay, I'll give you a perfect guy. We talked about him at the beginning of the year. They're in the playoffs. If it started right now, gee, why would I want Miles Turner on this team? He's only averaging 17 points and eight rebounds a game. Hmm, why would I want him? Yeah, hmm. I don't know. When uh, what's his name could have been had <laughs> from Sacramento, Tyrese Halliburton. Gee, why would I want Tyrese Halliburton? He's only
3: Rashawn well, on Holmes. Rashawn Holmes would have been nice too.
2: Yeah, why would I want Tyrese Halliburton? 21 points, four rebounds, ten assists, two steals a game. Hmm. Wow. We have KPJ, who's our point guard, but he's not a point guard. So, hmm. Why would we want to do that? Idiots. This stupid yeah. front office. Anyway, Ryan, you have any final thoughts before we go to LB?
3: Um. Again, dude. Happy New Year's to you. Now, uh, let's hope. Too, that, let's hope this. Uh, let's hope the right. The, the, the. Let's hope that any move that is made going forward with the Rockets is a is a good, smart move with the whole franchise, dude. So. <laughs> I like it. Happy New Year, brother. I'm here for it, but
2: <sighs> let's go to uh, Lewis Brown out in Sugarland. LB, welcome to the show.
0: You know Ryan's always a tough act to follow. Ryan, oh, that's very Ryan, true. Ryan, take a breath. God, you sound like you're on the ledge, dude. Um, anyway let's let's just look past. Let's not even talk about the game. The game tonight. I mean, but. You, you know, Ackerman made a comment, outworked and outcoached, okay? Bingo! Okay, outcoached does is simple. I mean, my, my dogs could outcoach, Silas, okay? That that's, goes without saying. But these kids are, are young. They're supposed to be hungry. There's no way you get outworked, okay? And I get it. You know, New Orleans. I get it. Anybody they play, these guys are bigger. They're a little bit older, like that. Uh, the guy, what's the guy's name tonight? Who, who looked like like uh, Lurch. I, I hate that guy, Valen,
2: Valenzuela. What the... Jonas Valanciunas, who yeah, I would take on this team in about four and a half seconds. I mean, that guy... whatever. Yeah, that guy. I mean, oh, it's just... yeah. At work is he had seventeen rebounds. He had sixteen points and seventeen rebounds.
1: Yeah because you... This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay.
2: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down We break down who will be cutting
3: Cut What are you two doing? Sorry Chip, Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title.
1: Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better,
0: Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, Sangoon was in there. So the question yeah, that being not a outworked is that to me is inexcusable, and it falls on the coaching staff. Okay, um, I I don't know what goes on. You know, I don't think Lucas's job when they brought him back was to coach, coach. I mean, he's he's a player's coach. I mean, the guys love him. Okay. But I I don't know what Hollins is doing. Um, I didn't even see. Was Silas even there tonight? Seriously, because I watched. He got no. He got he got
2: ejected about six minutes into the game.
0: Okay, well, there you go. Um, I just don't. They don't have a direction right now, and I think for the sake of the team, I do think a new coach and probably Gordon. And maybe Tate, uh, I, I think these young kids need to be—you need to shake it up a little bit here. You know, they're they're cruising; they're just out there. They don't really care. They're not—they're having fun. But I think you need a new voice in charge of this team to at least for the rest of the year, kind of pull it together and you know see what you have before you go into another draft. And you know, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as you and. Wish the third pick on them. I mean, you know, I love. Them. I
2: didn't say, no, I didn't say that. I said, I thought about saying that. No, I know. But it would, it would serve them right. I, I will say that. It would serve them right for this.
0: Okay, so it'll serve them right. So we all have to suffer another 10 years. All I'm saying is, is that. But you understand where I'm coming from with I, that, right? I totally, I totally get it. And, you know, I'm looking at teams like Oklahoma City. Who put 150 points up last yep. night? That, that, yep. without, without
2: SGA against Boston.
0: That's, that's crazy. And I get it. You have off nights. We came out and beat the crap out of the Bulls last week. I get it. But, you know, Gordon's statements were nothing more than, okay, okay, Rock. Well, it's not even the, the truth. truth. Okay, Rock. Rockets. It, it is no, the truth. There's no question it's the truth. But if you put the subtitles underneath it, guys, I'm done.
2: Trade exactly. me. But like, get me the hell out of here. And he's right. Right. He's totally right. He shouldn't be here. You saw it tonight. Josh Christopher can play. And the the cockeyed optimist in me would say, yeah, they beat the hell out of, out of Chicago. Chicago's 17 and 21. They're the 10. Like, okay, it's like, oh, congrats. You beat Phoenix, what? Without who? somebody, one of their big guys wasn't even playing back there. Booker. Yeah. Like, okay, congrats. But, see, but we're that team now where
0: when we used to be really good, if you remember. <laughs> uh, I don't. I honestly don't. You know, when we would have really crappy teams come in on the second night, they played the a back to back, and we go, okay, we got this, and we'll come out and we sleepwalk and we lose. See, we're that team now. We're that team that other teams have to try not to overlook because if they do, you know, we might be that broken clock twice a day that
2: tells the right time, you know? But, is, but, but no, one's, no one's, like, upset. Like, no, I don't want to say that because tonight on Twitter, I mean, I definitely found a subset of Rockets Twitter that's as upset as I am. It just no one cares. You don't even care. You haven't been to a game all year. You had, you had a half-season ticket package a couple years ago. You wouldn't have missed the game.
0: Well, dude, what, I had it for eight years.
2: Okay, yeah. And you haven't, when was the last time you went to a game?
0: With you last year when y'all had the... The, Get- the TDS night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So we've been, I've been to two games in two years. I well, love going to games. I love Toyota Center. Tillman Fertitta has torpedoed right. this team and he just refuses to, to make it any better. You saw it tonight. They quit. I watched the entire game tonight, unfortunately, um, for the most part. They, they look, again, they look good in the fourth. But I got Day After Tomorrow on TV, and I got the Rockets on the, on the laptop. Great movie, by the way, Day After Tomorrow. Um, they, they quit on Silas, but they'll play for Lucas. They should fire Steven Silas tomorrow. But, okay, how do you know that – that they will play for Lucas. Watch him play. Watch him play the two games that, that Silas was out. They played harder. Tonight, Lucas wasn't afraid to go to Jalen Green and KPJ saying, you guys aren't playing defense. Go sit down on the bench. And they look better. He actually played Josh Christopher tonight. He actually played Josh Christopher, and it went well.
0: No, and I, I – see, but that's what I'm saying. I like the fact there needs to be – you know, this is – we're going – this is year three. Whatever they're doing is not working. You know, it's like it worked. You, sometimes you need to shake it up and get rid of that, that guy or that girl. Then why won't he do it? Then why won't they do it? I, you know, do they not? Maybe they don't want to pay him the rest, you know, pay him off for the rest of the
2: year. I mean, because he's cheap, because Toma Fertita's cheap and he doesn't want to spend money. You mean like that? Uh,
0: well, but at the same time, at your other alma mater, that guy spares no expense, built y'all a brand new stadium, a brand new practice facility, got you a great coach, and you're number two in the country. So what's your reasoning on that?
2: Well, it's not. this isn't a University of Houston basketball pod. This is a Rockets podcast. So right, I'm sorry. No, I'm I, saying well,
0: the cheapness, the,
2: there doesn't seem to be cheapness in what he. Then why is, it, then why is he cheap with the Rockets? He did it. When the Rockets were this close and I'm putting up my fingers to a championship, he didn't put every single penny he could into this roster. Fact. Go look at what Golden State's doing. They found a way to pay whatever it took. The Rockets didn't do that. They, le- they left talent on the well, table by uh, not being willing to acquire that talent. I'd fire the GM and I'd fire the coach.
3: That's. Yeah, but what talent
0: did they not acquire? They got Chris Paul. They got okay. Let, let's not even they didn't look at go all job. in. They, they
2: didn't do everything that they could do to go get Andre Iguodala.
0: I don't think Iguodala wanted to come here. To be honest with you, they didn't throw the really, money. Yeah. And Iguodala wasn't the missing piece. He very well could have been. We don't know. Well, that's true. all I'm saying is is that Golden State is a unique team. They sell out every game, every game, every game. They're in the tax thing forever but those guys are are willing to do it because they make it all back during the playoffs so
2: well the Rockets could be look the Rockets could be Adam I see you in the speaker request I'll get to you in just a minute I'll hurry no 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 no, no, you're not hold on here's my point okay my biggest point with this whole conversation is Jeremy talks about this all the time he's and I'm not bringing up Jeremy multiple times on this show on stuff that he and I haven't already talked about. We can go back and reference it. He talks about the timeline all the time, that it doesn't fit the timeline, 2025. Look at Cleveland. Cleveland's the four seed in the East because they made smart draft picks and they've made smart trades. Teams like Indiana. Indiana's seventh right now because they actually utilize their talent correctly. They're developing their talent. Tyrese Halliburton has taken multiple steps forward. They have guys like Miles Turner. Look at Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's won 16 games without uh, the big goofy white kid, Chet Holmgren. SGA's hurt right now. They just beat – they just put 150 points on Boston. Utah. Utah got rid of their two best players, and they're 19-21. and 21. How the hell does that happen?
0: Well, come on! Man. I think if you look at the talent, if you compare our our talent, and I'm prejudiced, our talent to Oklahoma, I think we're better than Oklahoma City talent wise. But we don't we don't play that way. You know what I'm saying? We don't go out like That's Memphis like did. And I get it, John ja, ja Morant, the guy's a stud. Okay, Jalen Green, guy's a stud. So there you. But they go out and they. They draft these guys who a lot of people don't know about, and these guys are just fantastic role players. And they're—I get it. You get Steven Adams, that helps, but you know these teams know what to do. Cleveland, you know all that. You know it took Cleveland three moves: Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, and they drafted Mobley. Boom. Basketball is a very simple game. You, you make you bring James. Hard- you bring a James Harden in, like we did. Tw- 10 years ago, you know, everything else will fall into place. But until that happens, you know, and I'm going to tell you, once this team gets good again, okay, if it it's going to take Tillman a long time to build this fan base <laughs> back up again, because these fans, these fans will go to the end of the earth for the Astros, but the, these fans could care less about the Texans or the Rockets.
2: Appreciate you, man. Facts. All right, brother. Final speaker of the night. It looks like good friend of the show, Adam. Adam, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you?
1: Doing all right. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me uh, up to to speak. Um, so of course uh, I listened to the most recent uh, podcast from Bill Simmons, and I'm not I'm not a big Bill Simmons fan. I'm in fact I'm probably the opposite. Bill Simmons, Zach Lowe. I think they're limited opinions. Basically, get adopted by 70% of NBA media as fact and kind of just infect the world, you know, like Jokic is the best player in the world, which is just crazy to me. But I will say, you know, for a guy that's got like a 10,000 foot view of the NBA, watches maybe one Rockets game a week, if that, even he came to kind of, uh, a conclusion that we've had for a long time that silas might be the worst coach in the nba he just doesn't understand what they're doing what you know what their philosophy is you know doesn't see a lot of development and if you think about it you know if, if i'm just kind of thinking about this team you know silas is a virus that's infected the rockets and the fact the, the the thing is everybody's got the virus and nobody knows that they're infected. They're just like, Hey, we, you know, I'm just like you. They, they don't know that they're infected with, with this virus. And he, and he, the Rockets also have a a culture of just lower expectations. Cause what's Silas going to do? Silas can't go out and yell at, at, at Kevin Porter to play better or hold them accountable. Cause he doesn't hold himself accountable. Third thing, kind of a analogy wise, if you think about like uh like silas you know si- silas is just uh i mean silas is just he's he's just terrible all all the way around he's just given up and and, and in a in a way like these players they don't feel like they need to get better he is a built in excuse you know I, I think jeremy said you know they like this guy they really like this guy i don't believe that i i, I I hope they don't because that says something really bad about our players. If they really like this guy so much so that they want him to be their coach, even though they know he's not a good coach, if they don't, if they don't know, if they're not able to identify what a good from a bad coach is, we are in, in, in trouble. And so like Silas basically for these players is, is like, Hey, I don't have to get better because the, at the end of this year, they're going to blame Silas. So I get another year. So they're just cruising. I don't think they're developing. I don't think they're working on their game as hard as they should. He, you know, so it's just, it's, it's just all around bad and and everything emanates from Silas. And and for me, I just have a strong, yeah, I hate I don't want to say this because these are these are human beings, but I just have a strong distaste for Kevin Porter Jr. Because Kevin Porter Jr. to me is that son he's basically the son-in-law of Silas that got the automatic vice president position because because he's close to Silas he doesn't he's Monte Ellis pre-Steph Curry on the on the Golden State Warriors he's holding back but he still has value he still has value value though KPJ has value but but you know yeah Monte Ellis had value as well but the value he's holding back progress from the Rockets and I just don't want to see him handle the ball even 10% as much as he is I want to see Jet you know for, for, for these last 40 games, I need to see Jalen Green initiate the offense almost exclusively. I want to see Shingoon initiate offense. I want to see Kim Cordegina play off the ball. And if he doesn't want to play off the ball, play him off the bench. And he doesn't want to play off the bench, you know, send him home. I just don't want to see that dude leading this team because he doesn't stabilize anything. He, he doesn't provide any consistency for this team. And I hate to say it because I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he just isn't any type of answer for this team and and i just need to see jalen green develop his lead boss cuz i need to see i want to see jabari smith lead the offense in in certain instances from 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 the you know from 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 the elbow i i, I just want to see i just want something different you know
2: well yeah and it, look the, the noise around this whole silas situation cuz that's what it is it's a silent situation. The noise is getting louder. The writing is on the wall. Do I think he's going to be fired tomorrow? No, I don't. I do think he's going to be let go within the next month or so, I would say. I would say by the end of January, the Rockets are probably going to have a new head coach. And honestly, Adam, I think this is the most frustrated you ever, it sounds like. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but
1: that's what it sounds
2: like. I mean, you're at, you're at your wits' end. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all.
1: We we can't we can't make excuses for this team anymore. We played a Pelicans team without their two best players, you know? And just like you said it. Yeah.
2: And they got they got they got ran. We're comparing ran.
1: Yeah, compare that against the performance that Oklahoma City had against the Celtics without Shea gilgis Alexander. You know, it's like there's just there's certain things that you see that I've you know we've seen since even last year with what Oklahoma City does with that, da- you know, da- Dagnald, their head coach and, right. and what, what we're building. Right. And it, I, and the, the truth is, you know, we always come to who, who, who do you want to be the head, who you want, who do you want the head coach to be? It doesn't really matter. Anybody is better. Kelvin Sampson would be great. Anybody that basically holds themselves accountable so that they can hold the players accountable because that's just something that's laughable. If, if Silas yelled at any of these players to be like, you know, you gotta play better, you know, cursing them out, they just laugh at him because he's the laughing stock of, of all head coaches, you know? The, he, the, I would hope that the assistant coaches are laughing behind his back. Cause if they're not, if they actually respect that dude, they, they don't have a future in the NBA in any capacity it just it's it's all around just and maybe maybe he's their secret weapon weapon maybe he is their tank commander maybe it's not john wall from last year it, it's him this year but ultimately we kind of we've seen with christian wood he's playing he wasn't he wasn't the answer but he wasn't the exclusive problem that we tried to make him out to be last year
2: no and there there's a question on twitter right now we're gonna wrap the show up here in a minute Who's to blame for the Rocket situation right now? Is it coach? Is it players? Or is it the front office? And you have to start asking yourself, the front office does a whole, Silas, Gordon, John Wall, the way that they handled those three decisions, and I'll even put the Harden deal out there. Because to me, they still get an F for the Harden deal. That's four things that I can directly point to that they botched or in the process of botching. They could have had a first-round pick per reports last year for Eric Gordon. They'd be lucky to get that now. That would be a blessing from God if they could get a number one pick. So, Adam, I ask you this question. Who do you blame the most? The players? Steven Silas, Rafael Stone, or
1: Tillman Fertitta? Ultimately, it's got to be the owner. Because the owner, the the owner enables and uh, enables the front office, Raphael Stone, and and they enable the coach. You know, Silas can't do what he's doing without the buy-in from Stone and and Fertitta, ultimately.
2: Oh, I'm with you, dude. Adam, it's always a pleasure, my friend. You got it, brother. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take. Podcast, thank you all so much for hanging out with me tonight. I will actually be live with you tomorrow night. I do have University of Houston basketball tickets at 6 o'clock against SMU, but I will be following the game on my phone. And as soon as I get home, I'll make sure to tweet out what time we're going to start here on Spotify Live. So I hope all of you will be back live with us tomorrow night. Once again, Houston Rockets lose to to the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. 119-108 119-108 to 108. if you were watching the game. It wasn't that close. Uh, once again, we'll be live with you tomorrow night. Who are the Rockets playing tomorrow night? Let's see. Rockets play the Utah Jazz here in the H tomorrow, 7 o'clock tip. Again, we'll be live with you on Spotify Live at approximately, I'd say, 10 o'clock Central Time to be safe. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take Follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. Follow me on Twitter, at Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you're on Facebook, follow The Dream Shake at, or excuse me, if you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to TheDreamShake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. We'll talk with you tomorrow night, fans. And until next time, go Rockets. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.